Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Perry Hopper Diaz. And I'm David Osmond. Okay, I'm really excited for today's podcast yeah. because we both know this incredible woman, Nikki Walker. You've known her for a while, right? Quite a while, yeah. She is a powerhouse. And I mean, she walks mm-hmm. into a room, she lights it up, certainly, and, and has worked in the corporate world for a lot of places, now at Domo for the diversity, equity, inclusion right. officer. But she, but she has so many more gifts to her her name and, and, and what she really focuses on. She lifts other people, and it's really been great to get to know her in, in the corporate world, but also as a person. She's, she's a bright light. She's a good human being. You know, she's doing so much good work here in the state especially, but when you meet her, you feel her energy. You feel yeah. how much she really cares about each individual she's talking to. She's so present with you. And you guys were both on covers of a magazine, right? Nugent Good News, yeah. yeah. And, and had a chance to really spend some good time uh, – in different uh, atmospheres and in the corporate, but also that personal realm where we get to know each other and families and where we come from. And, and it's those stories that really bind us. And what's cool about Utah is there's more diversity here than we realize. Yep. And to focus on that and support each other and lift each other, she's doing such a great job. She absolutely is, yeah. And she's the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Domo, like you mentioned. And we've had her on the show multiple times. And she's just, uh, I mean, not only, like I said, is she out there doing the work, but... We love her because she's a good human. Yeah, celebrate that. So enjoy this podcast, guys. It's really great. Let's get to listen. I am so excited for our interview for today for Fresh Off the Set. Nikki Walker, how are you? I'm so good. So happy to be here. Oh my goodness. We're so happy to have you. Okay, so Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Domo. Right. You're doing amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you really are. There's a lot of work to be done out in the world, so we're, we're just in our little corner trying to make things happen. Well, we've had you on the show several times, so if you're listening, you've probably seen her on Fresh Living. Let's start with... What's your current job? Tell us exactly what you're doing and and what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I also serve in the community as a diversity expert. Um, So my job is to make sure that there are spaces where people feel like they are welcome. And that could look like uh, creating ERGs, employee resource groups. Um, That could look like doing surveys to figure out baselines in organizations. Um, And it could also look like speaking to other organizations about best practices um, and about how they can implement ways to make people feel like they're in an inclusive environment. Okay, and if people aren't familiar with the term inclusion, inclusive, can you kind of just define that for us? Of course. So let me do all three letters, right? So diversity is having... um, different people from different places, different races, different ages, different developmental abilities, all in one space so that we have different perspectives, right? Equity is a little different than equality. Equity, um, equality says everybody gets the same thing, but equity says that everybody gets what they need in order to be successful, And then inclusion is the big, you know, is the big um, win at the end. Because when you have diversity in the room and those people have equitable starts, then they feel included. So you have people at the table who all look different, who all think differently, um, but they have something to offer. And they are in a safe space where they can offer their opinions uh, and their genius. And and we can see it all come through. Sure, sure. Okay, thank you for breaking that down. Okay, how, how did you come to this point? 
in your career? <laughs> I like to say I've always been a DEI um, advocate, and I've always been um, just because of my circumstance. I've, uh, as a black woman, first and foremost, you know, those are the things that you can see. But other things that you can't see um, is that I came from a single parent home. Um, I was the middle of three daughters, and my oldest sister had a genetic disorder. So we were in the disability space. Um, I was in organizations where I was the only woman. So I've always been in male-led spaces. Um, I've always had uh, hurdles to overcome that all really fall into DE&I. And um, I, four years ago, was a community manager. Uh, and that goes so hand in hand with this space um, where inclusion matters because we get to look at the community and say, what does the community need that we can offer? And that community could be inside of the organization or outside of the organization. Um, but this idea of fostering inclusion has always been on my plate. Um, and I've been successful now for the past, you know, four or five years since yes, I've been in have. Utah. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's my path. <laughs> well, it is definitely your path, and you're doing an amazing job at it. Now, what, what do you love most about your job? What would you say, and I'm sure there's a few things, but what would you see as top of your list that you love? Top of my list is hearing back from people after something has happened. So, for instance, um, a couple of months ago, or maybe a year ago, um, there was a, a really hard situation that we went through in Silicon Slopes, and, and there was some anti-Semitic um, sentiments going around. And so one of the things that I did was reach out to a rabbi and have him come and talk with the entire company about what anti-Semitism looks like and how you can make sure that you are um, being an ally to Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea who was Jewish and who was not at my company, uh, but I got emails from members of my organization who said, I feel seen, and it feels mm -hmm. like the company cares. That's my favorite part. It's my favorite part to go out in the community and give a speech and hear somebody say, that thing resonated with me. I'm now thinking about my friends differently, my circles differently, my organization differently. Those are my two favorite things about what I do. Yeah, that you're reaching people on a different level and you're making a difference in their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's purpose work. Sure, it's purpose mm -hmm. work. That gives us that motivation, right, to keep going. There's That's purpose. Right. There's purpose underneath it all. Um, how have you seen diversity, inclusion, and equity change in the workplace over the last few years? Well, I mean, I think we all see uh, where the change happened, and that was in 2020. In 2020, um, you know, everybody was going along on their regular days, uh, and then the pandemic hit, and, it, and it's the great leveler. It was the great leveler, right? Everyone had to sit in their homes. Everyone had to take in the same information. We were experiencing a, uh, a version of equity at that moment is what was happening. And because of the murder of George Floyd, many, many organizations picked up the banner and said, we are anti-racist, uh, we are inclusive, and we want to show not only our employees that we believe in this, but the world that we believe in this. So in 2020, you know, there was a big uptick in um, diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizations. 
Unfortunately, on the grand scheme, um, what studies are showing now is that those many of those pledges were performative and that organizations are not seeing um, any real change. Now, I'm fortunate to be in an organization and a part of other organizations where we can say that that's not the case, um, where women are still moving forward and people of color are finding their place. Um, it's important here in Utah specifically. And there are a myriad of places here um, where the change has been felt, where the change has been felt. So what's different is that I think right now organizations that are serious about DEI are now making sure that it's part of their business strategy. And that's the biggest change that has to happen in order for equity to really permeate the business community. People have to make diversity, equity, and inclusion part of their strategy. And lots of people are, and that's good to see. That is good to see. That definitely is good to see. Um, what are specifically diversity and inclusion? Why is it so important in the workplace, and what does that look like? Yeah. DEI in the workplace is important because, um, you know, I, I, I say it like this all the time. And so if you've ever heard me speak, you've probably heard this. But the reason diversity is important is because if there are five people who look the same and they're all making a widget and they're all from the same background and they all have the same upbringing, the widget is only going to work for them. Mm -hmm. There are going to be problems in that widget that people with differing abilities um, need to address, that women see holes in, that people of color are not experiencing in the same way. So diversity of thought is necessary for a successful company. There are studies upon studies upon studies that say a diverse organization is more profitable than one that is homogenous. And that is because we can relate to our customers. The customer base is always going to be diverse. And if you want to reach all of your customers, you've got to get into all of their heads. And we do that by creating a diverse um, workplace. Now, how, how can we, you know, as best for us, best overcome our own biases and preconceived notions in the workplace. What's your opinion on that, Nikki? Education. My opinion on that is that folks have got to recognize their own biases, and there are ways to do that. There are Harvard surveys that you can take online for free um, that help you to identify where your biases are. And I think all managers really should embrace that module and really get involved in that kind of work so that they understand how they are relating to all of their diverse uh, employees. You know, culture for companies starts at the management level. Mm -hmm. It's where the people are. And so when managers are leading with inclusivity um, and they're doing that because they understand their biases and they understand how to course correct, uh, then we have a, a happier workplace, a more equitable workplace. Um, so I think people need to stop and, and, and realize where biases are. We all have them. I have them. You have them. You can't get away from them, but you can control them. Um, and there are, I mean, I would start with finding out what my biases are and then look for podcasts Look for books, look for articles that address that specific thing and work on it. Yeah. We are all a work in progress. Yeah, I like that. Education. Education. That's so good, too, with, you know, setting that example with management, too, and having it in, your, in, in the workplace because it just trickles down from there, right? That's right. Um, it's a big undertaking, but how does one change the culture 
of a company. I know we could probably do <laughs> hours on this, but, you know, take as much time as you need. How do you change a culture at a company? Well, first you figure out what you want the culture to be. Um, and I think that a lot of startups have an identity crisis because they've gone into it not knowing who they are Ooh, or yeah. what they believe in. Mm -hmm. um, so really starting foundationally, understanding uh, what the company culture is going to be, right? Because you gotta, you have to know what you want in order to plot a path to get to it. You don't know where you're going if you don't know what the, the what the goal, goal is. is. What the goal is. So this is one of those situations where you've got to work backwards. Um, figure out what it is. What kind of environment do you want for your employees? What kinds of feedback do you hope to garner from your employees? What do you want them to say about your company? You figure those things out and then decide what your mission and vision are and work from that. I, I tell you, um, we did an exercise uh, in my organization that was led by our um, the chief people officer, and it was brilliant. Um, really, this exercise about looking at our values as a company and then seeing how those values roll into our everyday behaviors, how we interact with the customer, how we interact with one another, our supervisors, our, uh, you know, the people who report to us. So it was, it was really intense and it was really necessary. And I, I think that um, anybody could benefit from looking at your values and then expanding that. How do you drill down into them and showcase them in everything that you do? That is how you create culture. Mm, I love that, Nikki. Thank you. Um, how can we help our coworkers feel like they belong? So incredibly mm. important. It's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's a one-by-one -one conversation, right? I advised someone the other day. I said, <laughs> you're going to be upset because you're going to say, you want me to do another thing? <laughs> but yes, I advised the manager to work once a week with their team and ask two questions. I am feeling like I am struggling with. What are you feeling like today, this week? And what are you struggling with this week? And similarly with our coworkers, we can be curious and we can be interpersonal with them and we can ask them, how, it, how is this office treating you this week? How are you feeling this month? This doesn't have to be a daily check-in, but so that your coworkers know that you care, that is, that is goal number one to make them know that you care, and you do that by engaging with them. Game changer. Mm -hmm. right <laughs> Let's get that in every workplace, right? Um, is, do you think Utah is a diverse place, and how do you believe we can make changes in our community, even if we don't have as much diversity as other cities and states? Yeah, I'm going to start there. We, are we a diverse community? There is diversity in the Utah community, full stop. That is a fact. There is culture in the Utah community. There are... Um, the black community exists and is vibrant. The Polynesian community, the Asian community, the LGBTQ community, the uh, immigrant community. There are so many diverse communities here. You just have to look for them. Mm -hmm. So when people say, you know, uh, Utah is not diverse, I, I fully push back on that because it's not true. And it's becoming more diverse every single year. 
So if you're a Utahn and you're not used to this diversity, you're used to it because we're coming. And, you know, it is really about learning who your neighbor is and opening up your heart to uh, new experiences and new ideas and new opinions. Um, that's how to be neighborly in this new wave of Utahns that are going to be joining us over the next five years. Yeah, yeah. Kindness, right? Let's just Kindness. be kind. <laughs> let's be kind. Please, please. Let's, let's, let's let everyone feel like they're heard. Um, that's so important. Okay, and you've won several awards <laughs> and are a very accomplished person, Nikki. What's a highlight from your career? Man, so many highlights, but in recent history, I have got to say win, winning the Women Tech Council Change Catalyst Award was game changer. It, um, you know, it put me in a space with women that I had never known. I always say I had gone to the Women Tech Council Awards for years, and I'd be so inspired by the women in the room, especially the winners. And that day when I was one of the winners um, and women came up to me to tell me how inspired they were by me, I'll never forget it because I remember being in their shoes. I have chills. <laughs> Nikki, you deserve it, though. You're, you're, Thank you. You're doing amazing work here in our state, and, and you're just a, a genuinely great human being. We've loved having you on the show, and thank you for doing this podcast today with us. We, we really appreciate you. If we want to follow you or, you know, maybe have direction from you how to get diversity, equity, and inclusion in our own workforces, mm -hmm. where can we go? You can. I'm super active on Instagram. Uh, and my Instagram handle is Nikki Walker PR. And then on LinkedIn, our business community is there, and I'm super active there. You just search Nikki Walker Utah, and I pop up. And there she is. <laughs> and, and there, there she I is. Am. Okay, thank you so much for doing this today. We'd like to wrap this up with what we call the Fresh Five. I'm going to ask you five quick questions to get to know Nikki a little bit better. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. First one, would you rather watch a movie or read a book? Watch a movie. She knew right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. I'm a movie fan, too. Um, you're headed out on vacation. Where are you going? Belize. Ooh, that sounds so good right yes, now. We get out of this weather. <laughs> South America, here I go. Yes. Um, if you could have any superpower, Nikki, what would it be? Oh, see, I'm going to cheat because Dr. Tamara Stevenson said a superpower that I want. It was invisibility. Um, but for me, I think it would be mind reading. Okay. Yeah, mind reading. She's going to start mind reading. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. Okay. Number four, your favorite food. What do you love to eat? What do you crave? What, do you, what would you go have lunch? Where? What would you eat? Lasagna. Lasagna. Yes. Love it. And your favorite holiday? Christmas. It's my favorite. I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, so I wasn't allowed to celebrate Christmas. So when I became an adult, it became the biggest holiday ever, <laughs> every single year. Now you're celebrating Now I have Christmas. like three trees, Christmas. <laughs> you're so wonderful. Nikki, thank you so much. It's been so fun to get to know you. And uh, come on the show, podcast. I'm sure we'll see you more of you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, 
You can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.